So it seems that, well, each transfer of roles was very intentional and required planning, but at the same time, there were opportunities that sort of popped up in the moment and you decided to just go for it, even if that meant moving to a different city. Of course, yeah, it was um, definitely being able to see the opportunities coming on the horizon was helpful, so mm -hmm. knowing that we were growing as a company and that these were areas that we're going to be hiring in, so looking for those kinds of opportunities was helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but then also, kind of, I'm a big believer in starting to do the job before you actually get the job, so wherever you want to go, trying to work towards that position, even if you're not in that position. Welcome to episode two, part one of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hailey, and today I'm joined by Lauren Graham. Hello. <laughs> so Lauren is passionate about communications and social media. She hosts speaking engagements and delivers workshops in these areas. Um, she has experience in um, the public sector along with the private sector and is now working as a social media specialist for a fast-growing e-commerce company located in Ottawa, alongside uh, teaching um, social media strategy and, and branding at a local educational institution in Ottawa as well. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And today, we'll be the first part, we'll be talking about career and how you navigated that landscape. And then part two, we'll be discussing personal branding as this is your area of expertise. Amazing, I'm excited for it. Um, so if we can, if you can explain your um, career path and um, how it is that you got started. So maybe university, what you studied and then um, how you went through the workforce. For sure, yeah. So I studied communications. Um, I did my undergrad and master's degree in communications, but my focus was actually in organizational communication and internal communication. Um, so when I was graduating from that, I moved into the public sector and I worked there for a couple of years and starting in that area, I was actually doing more external communication. So that was my first taste of getting into external comms um, related to website descriptions, um, looking at some social media posts in that area. Um, from there, I worked at Banana Republic for a year as a floor manager um, and focusing a lot on the visual merchandising of the store and getting into kind of some more branding in, in that area, but then also the sales and general um, retail experience in that way. Mm -hmm. um, then I landed my kind of career job where I am today, um, or not career job, but I guess where I wanted to, to go with my studies. And I actually started more in a sales and support role because that was kind of uh, what was available at the time and I just was excited to get into the company. So um, to get my feet on the ground, I started uh, in sales and support. Um, I learned a lot. It's a very fast company, lots going on. So I definitely um, was constantly learning on the job, a whole new skill set that I'd never had before, especially in technology because as much as I was interested in technology, that wasn't my background. So a lot of learning in the first year um, and I'm actually really happy that I started where I did because I, I learned the product really well which is not always the case when you start a new job in certain areas sure. um, it can be a really challenging to learn the product while also trying to do a marketing or communications job mm -hmm. so I was lucky that I actually learned the product first and then progressed into uh, marketing communications 
So after about a year, um, there was a position that opened up for a social media specialist in Toronto. So I took the job um, and moved to Toronto. And I hadn't really done very much social media experience before, but I had expressed interest in maybe looking towards that through um, getting involved in some volunteer opportunities in Ottawa and also joining um, a couple of different um, networking groups in specifically in communications. Sure. So through that, um, I did the job in Toronto. I got some amazing experience. I actually did a, certif a certification in social media uh, in Toronto, okay. um, which helped a lot in my confidence and learning of the subject. Mm -hmm. Then a uh, position opened up back in Ottawa on a different team, but still in social media and marketing. Um, but it was a much smaller team, and I kind of wanted to come back to Ottawa anyway, because I love Ottawa. <laughs> So it's perfect timing. Exactly, yeah. So coming back, um, I took the job back in Ottawa, still doing social media, but I was moving more into the strategy side of things because I was managing a different brand. Mm -hmm. um, so I really got to look at where are we going to take this brand um, on social and then working closer with other uh, digital marketing uh, professions in that team as well. So mm -hmm. kind of touching a little bit on email, content marketing, and a few other areas that that I wasn't doing when I was in Toronto. So it was a smaller brand, but way more opportunity uh, for learning of different, different parts of digital marketing, um, which has been really exciting, but also a challenge since that's not my background um, education-wise, mm -hmm. um, but definitely a really great learning experience. So that's where I am today. So it seems that, well, each transfer of roles was very intentional and required planning, but at the same time, they were opportunities that sort of popped up in the moment and you decided to just go for it, even if that meant moving to a different city. Of course, yeah. It was um, definitely being able to see the opportunities coming on the horizon was helpful. So mm -hmm. knowing that we were growing as a company and that these were areas that we're going to be hiring in, so looking for those kinds of opportunities was helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but then also kind of I'm a big believer in starting to do the job before you actually get the job. So wherever you want to go, trying to work towards that position, even if you're not in that position yet. So mm -hmm. knowing that when I was in sales and support, eventually I wanted to move into communications and marketing. Right. Um, looking at where are the opportunities in that department, uh, where are my strengths, and how can I get there? So getting involved in different organizations that did communication work outside of where I was right. was really helpful mm -hmm. to kind of boost that confidence and, and continue to learn and demonstrate that I was willing to work to get to where I wanted to be. And proficient in that skill. I think that, yeah, gap analysis is so important because oftentimes we'll be in a role and we'll think, okay, like I'll try to perfect this role, but not necessarily think of what the next few steps are going to be. Mm -hmm. um, so what would you say to those who um, are looking to move up or even move horizontally? Yeah, I would say um, something that I find really helpful is looking at different job descriptions that are out there. So even if you're not necessarily at that level yet, or if that's not, um, you're, you don't want to leave your company, but looking at what else is out there and what do they require to get into those positions, mm -hmm. and then working on those skill that that type of skill set um, in your current position and demonstrating how you're working towards that is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it I know it takes a lot of work, and uh, some people aren't willing to put in that work, but it you do have to put in the work if you want to do any sort of career move or move internally. 
and you know see those results. Exactly. It can happen for sure. Yeah. Um, what was the best piece of advice that you received, um, let's say while you were in university and looking for that, um, looking for that job once you once you graduated? Never give up and start early. Um, so trying to find a job um, right when you graduate is very hard. Um, and I've met a lot of recent graduates that, that have a hard time finding a job. Um, I was in that same boat as well. Mm -hmm. I was lucky that when I actually was doing my master's program, and part of the reason why I did my master's was because I wasn't really ready to go into the real world yet. And I felt like there was more that I needed to learn because mm -hmm. I hadn't really been thinking about applying for jobs. And I thought, you know, like, let's go back and keep learning and really figure out what my passions are and what I want to do. Um, and then while I was in my master's, I was able to get in through a student position, and that's how I got into the government uh, to start, which was a great opportunity. Um, but then after um, that ended, that opportunity ended, that was kind of when, when I moved to Banana Republic, when I was in that position of like, okay, what is my next career step? Mm -hmm. Like, where am I gonna go? And I probably applied to like 50 plus jobs. Um, all of them required years and years of experience, but it was just a matter of, of applying and trying to get your name out there and yeah. figuring out what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was at Banana, a few people that I worked with um, were saying, well, why don't you um, start getting involved in some other organizations too and volunteer in the sooner you can go. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I started um, figuring out what our other opportunities are. And then once I actually started doing that, that's when more doors opened. So, I don't know, that's kind of a long answer to your question. <laughs> so, but getting the experience does not necessarily mean you have to get it in your, your job, your full-time job. Right? Yes, exactly. So, going to did you go to networking events? Did you um, reach out to people for, for coffee and that kind of thing? A hundred percent, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into this a little bit later in the next section. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's the first time when I realized or started thinking about what my personal brand could like mm -hmm. and seeing the power of building a personal brand and how that affects your confidence, um, find helps you find new opportunities that maybe you didn't think about before. Uh, so that was my first introduction into that area as well. Mm -hmm. um, when it came to um, entering the government, I know that you got that opportunity through school, through other placement. Mm -hmm. um, what were the major things that you noticed? Because you've had the experience in both the private and public sector. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to um, some of the things that you liked in both sectors where you feel like you fit in most? Yeah, um, so I had actually a really great experience working in the, the both sectors, public and private. Mm -hmm. um, I was working on a, a specific project in the government, and so it was very tight timeline, so we had um, a lot of work coming down the pipeline and there was a lot of pressure and, and deadlines that we had to hit. So it was pretty high energy, not as high energy as my current position, um, but it was a great experience in terms of getting used to, okay, here's the real world, here's how people work. Mm -hmm. um, the difference was, uh, I would say, the, the type of work and the process. So when I was in the government, there was a lot of approvals that I had to go through. Um, so it kind of, gave you this um, this feeling of like, okay, well, if I, if I make a mistake, it's okay because it's going through like 
seven other people that are going to approve it, sure. which is not the best way of approaching things, but you start to kind of get comfortable with that idea of, like, I know that this is going to go through somebody else and have other feedback, so, um, like, we're going to see how that goes. Whereas in my, um, when I moved into the um, private sector, it was really small. There wasn't uh, a process for anything at the time. There still is hardly any process for what we're doing. Um, and there's a lot of autonomy in terms of your work and, and being able to own what you're doing and that you're responsible for it. So if something goes wrong, you're the one who gave the okay, made the work, and your name's on it. So there is a lot more uh, responsibility and ownership, yeah, which was exciting but terrifying because, um, you know, coming from a position where you did have those checks and balances that if something went wrong, you could fix it before it went public, whereas, you know, the opposite was kind of happening, where you're, you're putting something together and you're going to go through it ten times, but, you know, you gotta, you got to push it through, so you got to ship it. So that's, that was the major difference that I saw between the two. So when you, because you spoke a little bit about um, doing a gap analysis when it comes to the skills that you're trying to develop and those roles that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, let's look at it from the perspective of um, choosing an organization. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are three things that you, that are your non-negotiables when it comes to um, accepting a job at an organization, whether it's like flexible work or um, a great cult, like organizational culture, what are some things that you look for? I am a huge believer in teamwork and I love teamwork. So um, whenever I've ever looked at a new opportunity or positions, a lot of it is based on teamwork and every job that I've had, I've worked with really great teams, so I'm grateful and lucky in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that when I do enter a position, as much as I want to be to be able to own my own work and have autonomy with my projects, which is my second one, but I'll get to that in a minute, um, it is definitely knowing that I have a good team mm -hmm. um, behind me for whatever I do and people that I can rely on and trust. Mm -hmm. um, then the second one would be autonomy. So now, especially that I've had this experience where I am, um, to be able to own and really have full autonomy for the work that I'm doing, yeah. that is a huge thing that I never want to lose because it's such a great feeling when you have that trust from other employees mm -hmm. and your employer and being able to really direct and, and know um, that you can own certain parts of the project while still collaborating with others. And then a third one um, I would say would be growth. So knowing that there's opportunities wherever you're going. Um, and that's really important to look at before you start somewhere because if you do start somewhere and it took you a while to get there, um, let's say you've been applying to a whole bunch of different jobs or um, you decided to make the move to a new position, if you don't look at what other opportunities there are after you start, once you're in that job for a year, two years, maybe it's even like a couple months, mm -hmm. uh, and you start to think about like, okay, like what's the next step? If you haven't assessed that before you go in, it's really hard to figure that out once you're actually there. And then if there aren't those opportunities, you're back at square one looking for like the next position, mm -hmm. which can be a challenge. So uh, yeah, I would say those are my two top priorities. Um, let's move on to um, speaking engagements. And the, re like the reason I met you was through, you made a presentation at the Telfer School of Management um, while I was a student there. And you talked about personal branding, specifically on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So, and through um, making presentations at different schools, 
make up the mind of position as an, as an educator, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, so what has um, delivering workshops and speaking in front of audiences done for your career? It's done wonders. So the first thing is I, I enjoy presenting. Um, I studied theater in university as well. So I did communications and theater. I didn't add that in there, but that was my undergrad. I did it in high school as well. So I really like getting up in front of people. Um, I prefer actually being more behind the scenes and helping out with the organization of the, the production, but I don't mind getting up in front of people. So speaking itself wasn't um, that challenging to me, and I really like being in front of an audience uh, when it comes to a speaking engagement like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the confidence of getting up and, and being an expert it had, is a challenge because my like it really helped my confidence in that way where um, before I was accepting speaking opportunities or taking on those kinds of roles, I was always questioning or wondering, you know, am I actually at that level to do this mm -hmm. yet? Or am I an expert yet? And you kind of go through, and I always call it like imposter syndrome, or, or you're kind of second guessing like if you're actually level, if you're ready for that level, or do you have that experience? Do you have enough experience? Do you have enough knowledge? Um, so just getting up and starting to actually do it and acting like an owner or an expert um, took my career and my confidence to the next level because then you're you're up there and you have to be the expert because mm -hmm. that's why people are there to listen to you. Sure. Um, so every single time that I've done it, it's become more and more you know impactful, I guess, on my confidence and career and opportunities. Mm -hmm. I know, um, like me myself, like we may feel um, during certain times doubtful of our abilities, but how do you um, how do you deal with that other than you know rushing into it? Because you did discuss um, the certifications that you did on the side while working. Mm -hmm. um, so is that was there anything else that you did to help you out? Yeah, definitely uh, certifications or even just there's things that you can do online for free mm -hmm. or um, reading articles. Just staying on top of trends is helpful because then you have those little tidbits of of info that you can drop in meetings or or kind of just to keep for yourself to know that you're um, I recently started working with a colleague where we actually work together and help each other whenever we see um, one of us doubting either our statements or kind of coming in and saying, I just, or I think, we kind of call each other out privately mm -hmm. um, and say, you know, like, you know what you're talking about, you don't have to say you just or you think, mm -hmm. like, own your statement. Exactly, yeah. So that's helped a lot to kind of create. Um, some more confidence in knowing that somebody else can help you keep you keep you on track and guide you when you're making those kinds of statements or feeling a little bit insecure in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I think going through ups and downs, it's going to happen. Everyone, it happens for everyone. And what's helped me as well is when I do land a new opportunity, even for example, when you reached out to ask me to be a part of your podcast, like that is a huge confidence booster that you would actually want to have me here speaking to your audience on uh, personal branding and career. Mm -hmm. So that in and of itself was a little boost and kind of looking for those and making sure that you say yes to anything that comes in front of you is really helpful um, in working out with that too. Sure. Um, in terms of mentorship, if we're speaking about um, like improving your skills and, and your knowledge, um, 
had your um, person, you had a colleague who you guys would keep each other in check. Um, so it's almost like a, having a peer mentor um, there with you. Um, what was, do you, do you have mentors who are in positions that you are trying to get into? Um, do you have mentors in your life right now? I do, yeah. So I have um, one mentor that I met in Toronto um, that we meet on occasion and have, um, whether it's on a hangout or actually meet for coffee. Um, not that often or not as often as I should, but we do meet on the regular um, and kind of talk about career development and where, um, where she's gone in her career. She's a little bit older than me as well, so it'd be nice to be able to, to kind of look up to somebody in that way that has more experience. Um, and then just also working with friends and other colleagues and kind of sitting down with people and asking for feedback. So even if it's not the same person all the time, but I do reach out to a lot of people uh, to get their feedback on certain things or certain aspects that either I respect them really, um, I have a high respect for them in that area, so I'll ask them for feedback about myself um, or just kind of sit down and kind of talk about where they've, where they've gone. So some formal mentorship and a lot of informal mentorship, yeah. Great, thanks for sitting down for the, for part one of episode two with me. I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for part two regarding personal branding.